So speaking of squirting blood out your ass, we also watched The Matrix Regurgitations, Revelations, Resurrections, Resuscitations, Resuscitations, that's a good one. You know, I jokingly titled it in my notes, Regurgitations, but... This is legitimately, and I'm not fucking kidding here at all. This is the only movie I think I've ever seen that made me throw up. I hated it so much, and it was so hard on my system and my brain and my stomach. And granted, I had seen the previous three films in the last 24 hours, but it had been like a pretty good time in between. I, I... hung out all night I slept and came at it fresh in the morning fresh as a little daisy with my little footy jam jams on and um, watched it with really no expectation at all I, I the logical side of me I think thought it would be bad but I tried to divorce myself from that be like okay I hope it's good <clears throat> and after watching it I had to go outside to get some air And I walked over to the park, and I felt ill, and I legitimately vomited. It was possibly the most unbearable experience I've ever had, like watching a movie. Were you like drinking beforehand? No, no, nothing. (laughs) I I had a light breakfast, a light healthy breakfast. It was the movie. I've, I've, I've thought that you would put this out there, but no, it was the movie. You have the constitution... Of a wet marshmallow. <laughs> that is not true. I have the constitution of Iron Man plus Robert Downey Jr. plus Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my God! I uh, well, I don't. You vomit. have it here, folks. I'm not. You if I'm drunk, vomited. I'll, might vomit, but yeah, not from a movie. This movie like poisoned me. It poisoned my body. It poisoned my mind. I'm not gonna say it's the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was the most uncomfortable cinematic experience I might have ever had. Well. I also didn't like it, but I want to hear from Alex first, actually. Because um, he seems of equal, like, hatred than you. I mean, at one point it moved past hatred because I couldn't process what I was watching. Even the first half of the film. This movie is fucking nuts to anyone listening to this it's podcast. This bonkers. movie is fucking insane. I don't know <laughs> what happened. When they were making this movie, I don't know the storyline. I don't know the plot. Sometimes there seems to be these weird overarching like meta commentaries on itself, but also on society. Sometimes there's weird political like undertones thrown into the dialogue. I watched this movie with the subtitles on. And it was the biggest mistake I've ever made in my entire life. Because I actually had to read what these people were saying. Oh Jeff, man. This movie fucking did, sucks. Jeff, did you like The Matrix Rebabagabas? <laughs> this is circling the drain already. <laughs> oh man. Um Welcome to the Real Weirdos. <laughs> oh man, this podcast is just circling the drain. Hey. 
Hey, don't say that. That's mean. Oh, man. Okay, so we the Matrix 4 is which I'm going to call it. It's just the Matrix 4, and that's how yeah. I represent it, is a is dog shit. I mean, I mean, I can't I can't like I'm not going to sit here and be like this movie was actually pretty but good Jeff, like I tried to do lore. with the second Matrix. No. <laughs> the lore. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> because anything that they built that was uh, worth anything at all Matrix 4 came in like a large obese baby just <laughs> kicking down fucking block towers of ideas like this movie was obnoxiously bad. It was it was so bad it seemed like it was trying to hurt my feelings. Uh-huh. Like throughout the movie it's, it, kept, it, it there was something vindictive going on here. It's aggressive. Yeah, it, 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 it like it's a movie that hates you. And it, it hates that you like it, the Matrix. You know what it feels like? It feels like when Agent Smith jumps into other beings and corrupts their bodies and minds. That's what the, this movie did to me. It, yeah. it, it, it corrupted me. It poisoned me. It sickened me to the core. And I don't quite understand how to put that into words. It's a very strange organism, this film. It's, it's a movie I've never seen a triple A multi-million dollar movie be so fragmented and disjointed and just just outright bonkers just and outright lazy. just lazy and like like let's talk i mean from just the unbelievably either generic or unlikable new cast members to to I don't remember them to Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss just phoning it in just phoning. Carrie Ann Moss is phoning in this fucking role. I, it does not seem like she actually wanted to come back to this movie at I don't all. Know. It doesn't have Lawrence Fishburne. For some reason, we don't know. He was waiting for a call from Lena Wachowski, who is the solo. Lily Wachowski is not a part of this project. It was a solo Wachowski product, which is even weirder. I could not find any reason for that. Ah, Why? I have some. Oh, you I can do? interject okay. it now or later. No, please now, while we're talking yeah, about so it. Yeah, so Lily, uh, I guess this film, Lena started writing it coinciding with the death of her parents, and that was the way okay. of her dealing with it, and simultaneous to losing two people who were very important in her life, I think that she poured herself into two other people who were very important in her life, which is Neo and Trinity, and so that was the okay. sort of reasoning there. Lily had sort of the opposite reaction where it's like, I'm trying to go into a new phase of my existence and I don't want to go back to something that I've already done and have, have, have been done with, essentially. That is the healthy and smart way of, I wish they both would yeah. have done that. Can I, can I bridge this into please. something else? Okay, please, he says. Yeah. So there's an element of this movie that... So I didn't hate this movie starting off. I was like, no. okay, Neo's in the Matrix. I was slightly annoyed, however, by the element of him being a game designer and this whole thing surrounding it. For okay. one, there's the meetings. The meetings are annoying, but there's also the boss. And this goes into this whole idea of this movie being very self reflexive yes. in a way that I've never seen 
I Except know. for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Exactly. <laughs> no. It's... This movie, I, I would have thought if you had asked me beforehand, like what would Lena Wachowski have taken influence from in the last 20 years of cinema? I could have listed quite a few things. Jay and Silent Bob reboot, not one of them. <laughs> Definitely not. Where you're like, okay, just because you recognize that what you're doing is a formula doesn't make it less annoying. And it's also weird, right? It feels okay, weird. So where, please, Alex. Yeah. Like Yeah, jump in. Po- I'm drunk. It's just classic. <laughs> it's classic like postmodern self referentiality. But it's taken to a totally different level that I've never seen before. It takes this idea of like meta, but like turns it I don't know, like turns it into this full circle almost to the point where I have no idea what the fuck was going on at the beginning of the movie. I actually thought I actually thought that they were ditching the sci-fi lore. I actually was like, holy shit, they're making a movie right now about a video game designer. Are they literally trying to sell this to me like it was a video game? I had like It's not though. Someone should explain to Lana Wachowski what a video game is. Well, no, that's the thing is at the same time, The Matrix Online was a huge video game, massive, and it had like a huge, not huge, but it had a pretty not solid huge. community um, that was like very, like very solid, you know, core community that was very involved in the game. And so it, I don't know if like they were taking a this game is like Alex, is, this game, <laughs> this movie is so <laughs> self-referential in and I, I called it in my notes like ironic meta, which is mm-hmm. a two words I never thought I'd ever put together. Two words I never thought could go together is meta and irony. But somehow this movie is able to create the most ironic meta scenes. Like this might be is this the most meta movie you've ever seen? As a triple A movie, yes. Like as far as like yeah, like yes. not a movie that's trying to do it as an art piece. No, yeah, exactly. It's not a joke that I say that this is taking its cues from Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. And that is the most meta thing I've ever seen. And it succeeds better than this movie does because it, it's like, I don't know. Kevin Smith is up and down with me. I'm not going to get into it fully because this is not the, not the venue for that in this, this podcast, but it's like that movie kind of works. This movie does not because it's like, not only is that a weird thing to do with this property, it doesn't make sense with the rest of the movie either. It's um it feels divorced from the rest of the film. Yes. And I mean, I don't know what she thinks a game is. I'll say that again. But yeah. but there were some elements of this that were really strange to me where I felt like Neo in the the first maybe 30 minutes of the film was a surrogate for Lana Wachowski. There's a scene especially where he meets with his employer and they talk about how WB Warner, Warner Brothers, their parent yep. company, is going to make a sequel. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They're going to make it with or without you. So as the creator of this thing that set the world on fire in 1999, you're either in or you out. So, mm-hmm. you know, pretty fucking heavy handed. <laughs> yeah. kind, of, kind of interesting in a weird way if they had gone somewhere with it. I mean, but it's completely forgotten. It it the 
it was so off-putting though that whole thing i was like wait did you just say warner brothers like yeah i was like you just said the name of a real studio like you just said the name of an actual yeah. film the, studio the parent company of the matrix exactly you know, this is like they're making fun of their own people like it's, but it's, thousand it's percent it's like yeah we would have made the movie with or without you it'd be cool if that went somewhere maybe you could have done some kind of meta irony but for the matrix it's like you have to do something with that if you're the matrix well no it's make like it matrixy it's the thing is it's like it's that the matrix set up a world where they never acknowledged our existence as the audience because that would be fucking weird right like it would be like if star wars acknowledged us as well yeah, yeah. matrix is a is a thing where you could do that potentially yes but not in this film and it's also i would also like to point out that this is the worst comedy of the year by the oh way. my god! <laughs> the moments of levity in this film are. Before we jump to that, do you want to chime in on the other thing, Jeff? Well, I mean, it just this movie was very strange for me because I came into it. I mean, when we talked, when I I mentioned it on Discord that I was like coming into this movie expecting what it be what it was. I was expecting this. I was going. This is going to be action, bullshit, nostalgia, well, memberberry schlock. We we expected it to be like generic. Which it yes. wasn't. But it was self-contained, right? Within the universe of the Matrix. I didn't know that they were going to be member-berry nostalgia so quite literally make with the video game thing. It did that, but then it went in this insane other direction, which we'll get to, which I don't even know if I can properly describe <laughs> what this did to my brain. Once I got past, because, all right, so the beginning opening scene, you have a recreation of the opening scene of the first movie mm -hmm. to the point of where I was like, okay, are they just going to actually do this? Are they actually just going to like, like tongue in cheek, recreate the first scene and make it thing like what's going on here? Then you learn, oh, this is a modal. It's a simulation that's trying to like run all these different variables, blah, blah, blah. Who the fuck cares? Anyway. Once you get past that bullshit and you learn like, oh, the genetic, the synthetic Morpheus and this new lead female character, whatever her fucking bugs, whatever her name bugs, was. Like, once bugs Bunny. I was on board at this point. I was like, okay, sure. It was confusing, but I was giving it a chance. Yeah. But then actually the second, the, the second half of the first act, beginning of the second act, I was kind of on board. Honestly, like I, 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 I am ashamed to say it. Like the first little chunk of this movie, when you get over the the awful opening, uh, I was like, okay, like this is really self-referential. When they were doing like the meetings and they were like repeating themselves and regurgitating Ugh, the same the game lines. designer fucking settings, the game designer thing was it was, was very meta because hard. it was like, oh, this looks like exactly why we have such garbage video games today is because and movies and movies it's referential to Hollywood. I have a note. I have a note in my notes that is is the Matrix Hollywood in this movie. But it forgets about that. Yeah, these these board meetings that are so out of touch with like the current gamer market, and they're just like bullet time. We need to flip it. Their proverbial what the fuck switch. OMG! All the ways that they talk was so like someone who's just very feels very repugnant about this movie. Had a very boomer feeling to it. Before you get past that, I feel like that whole thing was an analysis of the current cinematic market. Sure. It felt like, okay, 
we have to do this again like what what do people like people like explosions people like action i think alex you have a commentary on this as well yeah no they said like i thought it was actually like even almost a commentary on the past three films since we just got done talking about it you know one of them was like oh we need to have guns we need to have fighting and just blasting away all this stuff you know and they they talk about it as a video game but you can easily see how that seeped into the second and third matrix and then one of them goes well you know people don't like just the mindless violence anymore they're big on ideas and then one other guy goes like yeah ideas are big right now they're like so big right now and it's like i was like losing my fucking mind okay because i'm (laughs) i'm ready to go into this fucking like sci-fi movie continuation and i'm like what is happening right now because i i thought the matrix was like for all intents and purposes for me as a viewer and the continuation of the story i thought the matrix was done like I yeah, thought, like we all did, right? Like so, I was like, "Where the fuck am I? What is a happening?" A lot of this movie was like an upturned nose at Gen X. It, it felt like Lena Wachowski was really like turning her nose away at like the cell phone generation, like because like all of these these people that are part of this crew like are so devoid of any humanness. They're all just, they all speak in like text language, like mm-hmm. WTF. Mm-hmm. Nobody fucking talks like that. BT like, dubs, bro. Yeah. Like nobody <laughs> talks like that. Like people, that's people obviously do, like but, a way that yeah. like a fucking boomer would see like this Gen X and like the way they, oh, they just talk in text language. And like even the, the, you have the scene with the Merovingian who's like, bip, 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 yeah. on your phones. Bip, 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 bip. He's like, you we'll created get- Facebooky. He says he, that. But no, we'll get to because that's when the movie has already lost its When thread, he comes so. back, I had already lost my fucking He mind. makes reference to Mark Zuckerberg in this movie. Yep. Like, that's how no, meta it, it, this movie got, literally. It gets so fucking unbelievably, annoyingly meta at times. <laughs> To where it's like I would almost expect it like, uh, like it to be like the, uh, the the frame would tear down the middle like an old school cartoon <laughs> and the like Kane Wachowski would come popping out and be like I directed this and this is a movie <laughs> like it was just so what what was the moment when this movie like broke you because I have one. I think it, it's it's a weird one because I was interested for the first part of it the first act Neo being in the Matrix I was like okay. I don't understand why you're doing this kind of commentary, but the fact that Lena Wachowski was seriously leaning into this this element of Neo being her surrogate, I was like, is this movie going to get fully self-aware? Like, I, uh-huh. I wanted uh-huh. this movie to break my brain in the way that the first Matrix did when I was 11 years old or 12 years <laughs> old, you know? No way. But I didn't think it was going to be like that. I expected either a generic action film or knowing what the Wachowskis tend to do, which is to lean full on into weird in a way that doesn't translate for it to do that. And I didn't quite get either of those. I mean, yeah. whatever whatever this movie was trying to do didn't translate, but by the time two-thirds of it had elapsed my brain could not comprehend what was happening on screen. So I have a very specific moment where this film kind of sent me into a period of what I would call 
maybe 10 minutes of traumatic crying. Um, but it was when there was a machine that had joined forces with the humans oh. that showed up that was like literal weird... deus ex machina. It was like the literal mixture of a porpoise or like a beluga whale and a manta ray of some type. And it had... It had everything they needed to do the final mission. It had, it had everything. It was a Swiss army knife that just got delivered on the <laughs> fucking cast. Not it only like, that, oh, yeah, it all made... All the shit we need, here you go. It made like animal, like cute animal noises. Like it was like... Yeah, like uh, when, uh, when you first meet the, the bots that rescue Neo, you're like, okay, cool. Like these bots look similar to like the construction of Sentinels. They got the red eyes and the, kind of that same aesthetic. So you're like, okay, I get it. Like the machines, like some of them join uh, humans. This is where the lore gets bananas and stupid. But then, I, no but then you you just meet this fucking glowing blue magic manta ray yeah. that comes in with every. I said I said something to myself at the set, the third act of this movie where I was like, oh, and the day is saved by CGI. Yeah, because there is a moment like a ten to fifteen minute stretch in the movie. Maybe not that long. Maybe like five to ten minutes where no living actors are, are on the, the like, screen. The heist, the heist scene or yeah, something? Yeah, hei- it's all CGI. It's all fucking... It's ridiculous. My brain checked out around the time when they were explaining why they were going... To, or how they were going to do this heist to like get Trinity out of the Matrix. Yep. And I had this moment where I was like, why do I care? Let me examine this. Jesse, why do you care about this? Is there some sort of stakes involved? Because, like, even lore-wise, this is where I'll give the second and third movie credit, is, like, there's a backdrop of lore that makes it kind of interesting, where I'm still kind of involved in some way. But this movie, it's like, he needs to get Trinity out. Why? Because he loves Trinity. But why does this matter for The Matrix? And I, I assume there is some kind of explanation that's shoved in there ham-handedly somewhere. I think towards the end, especially when it gets to like the Neil Patrick Harris and that program. But man, I fucking hated it. I hated it so fucking much. (laughs) It made me so angry. I was like, I don't care about Neo and Trinity. This is so poorly handled. Whatever lore you're trying to like put in the background here is so fucking bad. It's so no, fucking bad. She took the worst part of the trilogy, which was the Neo Trinity relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The worst part, the most un dude. To this day, yeah, when like, I watch dude, the Matrix trilogy, banging together, great. I skip through all the Neo Trinity love scenes, especially that sex scene. But like all of like their scenes where they're just like passionately kissing each other because they just can't help touching each other because they're so in love, like. Ugh, but Jeff, just... they're humans, and humans are not like machines. But then, but then, they take that and shine a huge fucking spotlight on it, and then amplify the size of it by a hundred percent to where it's now dominating the structure of the movie. This now it's no longer like, movie. oh, these characters love each other, and like maybe love can transcend the Matrix. But like, even if that's the case, they create such a huge deal about like 
you Neil Pat like she, like the exposition dump by Neil Patrick Harris. I was laughing out loud because I tried to liken it to the exposition dump in the first Matrix, and I was just dying. Like him running around super fast and just like and like explaining. He was explaining his his plan like an anime villain. It's amazing <laughs> that it could possibly be worse. He did. Like, and yet it was like it an anime. He was like, let so me sit much on worse. this couch and tell you exactly why and how I've been doing everything. Nobody asked. Nothing led up to this. There was absolutely... He was going to visit Trinity in a fucking machine shop. So Nothing led up to this. They took the lore that we were talking about before, like Buddhist, East Asian, reincarnation, Christianity sci-fi cyberpunk they took all of that lore and it was reduced down to trinity and neo used to fuck they haven't fucked in a long time now they're old the, they want the, to fuck the again. idea that they can't fuck is what powers the matrix exactly <laughs> like that they're is like, the <laughs> essence and fulcrum of the story my drunk anus it's just I, I, I cannot I, this movie had did something to me right so I think it's, it's, I think we can start now talking about act three of this movie like in earnest yeah because I think like there's, I don't I don't even know what to say about it what does and act three start act of the I would say the third act starts when they meet the Oracle they meet the they meet the old the the Indian girl who was the Indian yes. girl in the other film and yeah, the Santi, movie just yeah. says things at you that your brain if you have any kind of intelligence when they're in that like total fantasy land that looks like it was picked out of fucking like Narnia or some shit that's, that is that that is where my brain checked out <laughs> she's like at the wishing well what are you bitch Galadriel yeah she's I at her know. fucking like wishing well in her like forest like what the I, fuck I, I was like, like what, what happened to the oracle that was just sitting in the ratty ass project house <laughs> making cookies with orphans exactly. like that gave the oracle like some attachment to this world it's like no no the oracle is like fucking Shiva who just lives <laughs> in like the transcendent hyper fucking turn up the saturation world with so her weird. magic looking glass <laughs> that lets her like become part of the matrix like it lets dude, her become part of that manta ray thing the amount she of was gay in sex it. machina in this movie <laughs> and then but then the movie is so thinks it's so fucking clever because it's like oh deus ex is the name of the game company and it's like that's, that's what we do deus ex machina it's like no fuck you you can't just introduce all the tools that all these characters are gonna need right away and then just invalidate everything you've done up to that point. My favorite part of the Oracle in this film was like she's she's like supposed to be driving or flying this Orca Porpoise Manta Ray robot that like saves everything or frees a Trinity. Does everything. Yeah. Literally does everything. So the way that they show that, instead of like showing her actually in the vehicle they like superimpose her image onto the flying like object anim- of it like anim as it's animated through the sky. <laughs> so it literally <laughs> is like <laughs> off center. 
and it's just no, like, the, your diction right here I'm is sorry. sending me back. I'm just you're, breaking no, down. don't apologize. My your diction right here is sending me back to when I was editing uh, the Cranks episode, which which you'll hear. Where you're you're just like losing it I in just, a way that I've never heard before. Uh, God, it's this so sucks. it's so insulting. <laughs> it's so <laughs> insulting. It's so this movie is such. It's it's like it's like it was written by somebody who hated the Matrix. It's like As a it was six like, year old wrote it, dude. It's like Ryan Johnson wrote it. I can't it's, even I can't even go to that because my brain rejected like completely rejected the last third of this film. I watched it, I tried to give it my attention, but my attention was like, No, no, stop, you're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna die if you like inhale this fucking miasma. Like this movie made me throw up. It made me throw up. I went out. I had to go out into the world, and then I threw up because of this fucking movie. I hated that it. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. It like, is. I don't. I honestly don't believe I'm saying that, and it's. But it's true. And I've analyzed the 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 factors in my life or surrounding it, and I've come to the conclusion it was the movie. And it's it's weird because. I think it draws upon the things that we've been talking about apropos my relationship with the Wachowski franchise where it's like The Matrix is this really cool movie. I fucking love The Matrix. But ever since then, in the second and the third, you have this kernel of what their filmography would become, which is the little ghost of an interesting idea, this little nexus. But everything that swirls around it is fucking schlock. It's like, it's so poorly handled. And Dude. they make such bad movies. <laughs> and Can I interject a couple uh, reviews real quick? Sure. Go for <laughs> okay. it. Why so the Rotten fuck? Sorry, Rotten Tomatoes. It's, so it's divided. 67-67. 67% uh, positive ratings. What the fuck? <laughs> Who are you? I think it's a what protest are you doing? movie, honestly. This is the, this is might be the worst thing I've ever seen. It's a protest movie. Okay. It has to be. So so here's the top critic. This is an exaltation of thoughtless mediocrity. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> That's good. Uh, there are um, many top critics on Red and uh, Yeah, uh, the, the Matrix Resurrection is a recycling dump of murky effects, indifferent action, and crazily cluttered, relentlessly repetitive narrative. It's Groundhog's Day and Cyberpunk. Yeah, uh, okay. But, That's a good but one. I wanted the, the good ones okay. are killing me. Uh, top critic. Top critic. The Matrix Resurrections is a breath of fresh air at a time when reboots are a dime a dozen. Somebody... Wrote that. <laughs> Somebody wrote that with who, not who? a shred of What's irony, and then went home and like drove their car tell, tell home. Tell me their fucking name. Noel D. Lily from the Chicago Reader. You know this what? Person, you're a bad thinker, Noel. You're a bad thinker. You're a bad writer. <laughs> like boom. To, like that, the fact that this person is allowed to operate a motor vehicle is so worrying. I mean, to let me. alone a pen or a typewriter of any like, type. Okay, I got one more. Um, 
Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. It's okay. I have editing tools. Okay, actually, the rest of even the good reviews are kind of meh. Like, most of the rest of the ones, those are the two. They're like oh, six here we out go. of 10s. The Wachowskis pioneered the modern cinema that we know and love. It's fitting that The Matrix is back to resurrect it. <laughs> What? Don't. That doesn't even see. Like, you could have written that Lillian review without Crawford, even seeing the movie. Fuck you. Like you could just yeah, you could have written that without ever seeing the movie, just going off of the title. What? What is your world of intellectual <laughs> philosophical poverty that you exist in? <laughs> that you write that review? That is fucking horrifying. That's almost as sickening as the movie itself. Okay, so is it a protest movie? Is this movie honestly Wachowski just saying "fuck you" to oh Warner God. Brothers? Oh my God. Like, no, I'm gonna put my tinfoil no. hat on. No, 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 no. Maybe the first like third of it felt like that. But remember when the girl says she goes like "bugs," like as in Bugs Bunny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, isn't Bugs Bunny that's Warner part- Brothers? Yeah, that's like the fourth. WB. See, so WB. that's like the fourth line See, in the movie. That's. WB. It's so just like it seems so intentional. I don't know. I get what you're going for here, where where the entire concept of this movie is a big middle finger to Warner Brothers. I could see that if the Matrix two and three did not exist. Okay. And the entire filmography after that of Lena Wachowski did not exist. But this tracks. It's just a continual downward spiral. Damn. Joseph Walsh, wisely, Wachowski isn't overly reverent with the material. <laughs> this movie is so. This movie is more high on its own farts than anything else I've ever had. This movie is like. It's like it fed me a terrible meal and then I had to deal with the farts of it afterwards. That's what it was like watching The Matrix 2 and 3. It's like I digested those movies. And I was like, oh, thank God that's over. And then I had to deal with the farts afterwards. <laughs> that's what this movie was. <laughs> yeah, this... Ugh. I don't know. This movie it lost me at a lot of points. I mean, knuckle up and buckle up. Oh Well, knuckle up, yeah, because knuckle up's in the third movie, so it's like trying to be a callback. No. They do it to a robot, though, too. There's oh, no. this little sentient Groot-like robot that like does this fist oh. pump oh, with yeah. the guy and just 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 literally <laughs> it's like, just like remo- what is that, in one scene in one fist bump you have removed everything that was scary about the machine race exactly and everything in the first movie about everything the story. that made them these terrifying boogeymen yeah you have just and sucked out of the film by fist bumping a little Groot <laughs> robot. You know, by the time this movie ended, <laughs> what I what I generally do with movies when we when we watch them for the podcast is I have this voice recorder app where I will pause the movie and I'll just say things that occur to me and then I'll write them down in notes. I didn't do this because at the end of this movie I was so fucking angry and I needed to go outside that I didn't do this, but I remember distinctly writing down or saying, I guess, that like, oh, the black guy fist bumps the robot and then I wanted to kill myself or something like that. (laughs) It was just such bad comedy. Anytime this movie tries to do levity. Yeah, it's off. This man works for Rolling Stone. 
It is a Matrix movie that could have only come with 20 years of hindsight and insight. I was moved, impressed, far more than I expected to be. The emotional engineering of the Matrix Resurrections is exacting and rapturous. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Quite possibly. This is a man who works for Rolling Stone. He probably gets paid like triple figures. Like triple Rolling digits. Stone? Triple uh. digit digits? <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> fucking he gets triple paid like fucking you know what I mean? six figures he gets like the, that's what he should be yeah, paid that's what he fucking <laughs> should be paid yeah it's it's weird right it's weird for myself trying to analyze this movie because it it doesn't feel like it should be the kind of movie that makes me throw up it's like i've seen cinema i've seen the scope of what cinema has to offer i've seen things that are fucking horrifying Things that have like touched me to the core of my being that I will never forget. And yet it is this this movie whose like sensory information that it's channeling to me, I can't even take in. I mean, it was like a cartel beheading video with Keanu Reeves in it, basically. That's like the same feeling I had. It was brutal, brutish nonsense. It poisons you. This movie it poisons literally you. poisons you. And and you're you constantly try to resist. And some I don't know. It, it it it's so toxic to its own source material. It's so it hates itself. It is the most self-hating movie I've ever seen. It hates what it created. It hates the Matrix. It it's so just snobby. And then and then we talk about the ending. <laughs> let me let me let me react real quick though. Please before please that. Do. I think the analysis of it being pure unadulterated toxicity is great because this is something that's never going to translate, but it is the most true thing that I will ever say on this podcast, ever, is I walked around for like an hour, maybe two hours after I watched this film, and I felt toxic. Like this movie infected me in a way that I, I found super uncomfortable, not just because of itself, but because I could not get rid of it. This movie intoxicated me in a way that I had to throw up. You almost had to purge the poison. I, I needed to purge you. the poison. And that was the physical poison. And before this, when I was laying down after that, when I went to my bed and laid down, I sent you guys a message and I said, we need to do this whole fucking thing tonight. Because not only do I need to purge the poison out of my physical self, I need to purge the poison out of my my mind. This is my mind vomiting the poison of this movie out of itself. I fucking Lena Wachowski, you are not invited to this podcast. <laughs> Uwe Bull, Uwe Bull, you can come. Fucking Michael Haneke, director of Funny Games, totally welcome. Lena Wachowski, oh. you made me fucking throw up. You're not invited. Yeah. Continue. Oh my god. It, it, I mean, I just want to. I mean, we're we're. I mean, we're 42 minutes into this episode, and we've literally spoken about everything that this movie has to offer, to the point where I feel like 
I feel like this movie needs to be <laughs> in a straitjacket. No, no. Like the way that the Matrix, the first one, changed cinema in the way we were talking about in the previous episode. This movie needs to change cinema in the other direction, if that makes any sense. Like this needs to be the catalyst that goes, what the fuck are we doing? The fact that what there are, are we positive doing? reviews. The fact that there are positive reviews to this. There's a lot. There's sixty seven percent. There's more than it's the majority. Uh, uh, fuck all. I, I, I don't Get it. I've, I, I've never felt so bad about the species, ex, in, you know, except when Trump got elected. Maybe. What are we doing yeah. here anymore? What yeah. the fuck? Are, are we, we in the Matrix? Doing? This must be. This must be the Matrix. If this movie is garnering positive reception, I feel like fucking Neo. I'm looking around. I'm like, I don't exactly see the code, but you all are fucking insane. This is the worst movie made in the last 15 years. Easy. This is the worst movie I've seen this year, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I and can't I think I was subjected to funny games this year. Yeah, I subjected you guys to "In the Name of the King," which I actually enjoy worse. because it's it's charming until it gets boring because of how inept it is. And then I, because I'm a sadist, I enjoyed you guys going insane while we watched Christmas with the Cranks. And I enjoyed making the supercut of that. But this movie... <laughs> it, it's such a twisted piece of... I mean, and dare I even say art. It, it's such a... It's such a snotty, upturned nose at everything that everyone cared about for the previous movies. It's not just meta It's not just ironically meta and does a shitty part of it. It's not just boring and unremarkable characters that fade into nothingness. It's not the fact that Carrie Ann Moss and, and Keanu Reeves basically fucking phoned it in. It's... Do you, do you think they did, or do you think that that's just their performance? No, I think that they genuinely didn't give a shit to do this movie. Yeah. I think they genuinely thought that this part of their life was over. And they go, how much are you going to pay me to be in about 15 minutes of this movie? Carrie Ann, Carrie Ann Moss said, how much are you going to pay me? But Ke- All right. I mean, I think I'll disagree. I think Carrie Ann Moss has been in television for 20 years. She's probably stoked that she's like in a major motion picture again. I don't know. Television pays quite well, man. Like it, I don't know. I just, no, I, I think know. that... I, I, Maybe Lawrence Fishburne didn't want to be. He was waiting for the call, man. But I know he was waiting. It should for have the had call. Morpheus. It should have had. Uh, okay, this is another thing we could talk about. As if we haven't trashed this crap enough. Oh my god! Like, dude, Smith, the Smith, the Smith, the fucking Smith. The new Lawrence Fishburne and <laughs> the, the new the Smith new, can Smith. eat my fucking butthole. Okay, like, like the new not, Smith not is only, so bad. Not only do these characters not feel like the other characters that they're supposed to be channeling. Morpheus is supposed to be the comic relief now. Morpheus is not Morpheus. Smith is definitely not Smith. So this goes to what Jeff was saying about the movie being twisted and like cruel. It like makes fun of the characters in a way or turns them like shitty in a way to like they just turn them into douchebags. When you're like, some people really liked these characters because they were like deep and complex and they were serious. And you turn them into these like meme bots. Like, I don't know. It's it's like early 20s TikTok videos turned yeah, Matrix. Exactly. It's so, it's so bad. It's 
It's so fucking bad. <laughs> the way, uh, it, I, I mean, I, I actually lost my train of thought because of, because of the TikTok. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. It, this movie does Morpheus, that. yeah. So they say in the beginning in the, that Morpheus, this version, is Neo's interpretation of Morpheus and Smith and the blend of them. Because they say, oh, Smith helped you become who you were, and so he is equally as valuable, uh, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, that's who this Morpheus is supposed to be. Doesn't embody that at all. Uh, doesn't carry that energy at all. Uh, all he does is wear fun suits. He's like, I am wearing different sunglasses. Oh, I got colored wacky. suits because the other Morpheus were all black and was super serious, but I'm like super lighthearted, funny Morpheus. Well, exactly. Fuck you. It's like a Rick and Morty satire. He's like doing a little cocktail dance in fucking like the white space and everything oh my god and then it's tom like tom tom instead of mr anderson the the ham-fisted why you didn't even need to put smith in the movie at all you didn't need to put smith in the movie especially a smith who wasn't smith at all he wasn't you know at least that guy in the third movie sounded like smith there was a moment in the third movie matrix Reblations, where <laughs> I uh, he he's saying this. The guy who speech. plays Bane. Bane, yeah, and he's like Mr. Anderson, and he goes on a three-minute tirade that is obviously Agent Smith, and Neo's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> like, Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you, movie! You know who that is. Don't play this. You can't have Neo be the one. And have some guy speaking exactly God. like Agent Smith being like, Mr. Anderson. Can I say too? And not <laughs> understand? You guys, that, that part pissed me off too. You, you want to know another part? This will probably piss you guys off again. You remember when they ask him to fly? Oh my God. <laughs> and he tries. Oh and it's like such He a tries to like fly and, and he goes, he like looks at everyone and it's like almost like everyone is looking at the camera. He's like, See, that's not going to happen. This, this is the worst comedy of the year. Anytime this movie tries to be a comedy, it's the worst comedy of the year. And then, okay, and so, I mean, I, I need, I, my headache is throbbing. I need to just fucking kill myself. I need to relieve myself of this conversation. Okay. <laughs> the ending of this film oh, is you, quite possible. The end, yes. I have never wanted to die so badly. I wish I was filming myself when the final <laughs> scenes, because I was like, I remember in increasingly louder volumes going, ugh, ugh. I'll turn my camera on, maybe that'll help. And then when they fly, when they fly, oh my God, <laughs> when they fly away hand in hand, it was like... <laughs> Oh, I, I need to turn your camera off, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. I can't do it. Like, it's distracting the shit out what? of me. I'm handsome. Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, when when they fly away hand in hand at the end of the movie, I was like, oh! Yeah. I remember, like, loudly groaning. The It was so uh, fucking... The end of this movie, she's like killing him over and over and like snapping him back into existence. And like, because they control it and they're like turning to each other. Oh, we were on our way to change your world. And we just thought it'd be like, there's just so like, there's this levity to both of their characters that was non-existent for the entire three other movies. And yet now they're like, 
oh, we're like quipping with each other and we're like we're gonna paint the with sky everything. rainbows well, oh yeah you want to paint the sky rainbows oh yeah that sounds pretty cool yeah we should totally what the <laughs> fuck are we talking about no when they what are we talking the about the final shot when they zip up into the sky with each other and it just cuts and they're like holding hands hand in hand I might add it the CGI, let me just say, looked like they were still using the same like CGI engine from 2003. And oh, yeah. It reminded me a lot of when Jesse said that he hit a he couldn't continue in the Harry Potter series because of the end of the third one. <laughs> the freeze <laughs> frame freeze the third frame. movie. All I could think of was like, holy shit, no way did they, they just do that. I got a broom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I got a girlfriend. <laughs> well, I got away and the plot made no sense, but I got a broom. Yeah. You're like, cool, Harry. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't care. And that's exactly how you feel at the end of this movie. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly... I flipped off my computer screen as the credits were rolling. I was just like, Fuck I you. couldn't believe it. Like all the like, it, it it's so self-important. It's so they Lena Wachowski thinks she's so fucking cool with all this like self-referential meta humor. Oh, look how they plasticized and corporatized the Matrix like they did with this video game. How they like pan across all of the toys uh-huh. and everything. It's like, oh, just fuck you. Yeah, I know. You know, if you so had weird. gone somewhere with that, if you had gone somewhere with that, I would have been into it. But the fact that they went to this place where I don't even know how to describe it because my brain through sheer force of whatever like self-preservation probably decided to to not be able to handle it i even went back i was like an hour an hour towards the end and like my brain was like i have not comprehended what's been happening for the last half an hour so i actually went back to my to my pure detriment and watched it again, and I was like, "Yeah, I didn't get anything else more." And it's, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand fully what this movie has done to me. And it's, it's wild to say that, because as much as I have criticized past Wachowski movies, I've always considered them interesting filmmakers. And I know this isn't both of them; it's just Lena, whatever. These review these reviews that I read were written today. Somebody wrote that today. Yeah. Somebody sat at their computer and wrote that this very day. Mm-hmm. That we're sitting here talking. It it, it it sickens me. And I know you know most I I know most of the time I try to be Mr. Like like smooth it over. Oh, let's not be t- too pedantic. Let's not be too like criticizing. Oh, here you know, comes everybody. the bullshit alarm. Uh exactly. No. If you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking, they're being really overly hard on this movie, go fuck yourself. If you think this movie is good, you and I are not part of the same species. There's no way. This movie is poison for the mind, snarky and and cynical against everybody 
who this would be like if like a Marvel movie was like, haha, you fat comic book nerd pieces yeah, of shit. Like exactly. it's like that's like if that that's how it feels watching this movie and liking the Matrix. It feels like Lena Wachowski is calling me a fat, ugly, stupid Matrix nerd. Exactly. The whole like it's like because I liked the things I liked that that, that now that's like funny or like they're making fun of. And it's like, no, you're making fun of the things that made your movie good? The fuck do you think you're doing? No, I know. It, it, was, it was like, it was basically telling everyone, all the fans, like, oh, you're all blue-pilled. At one point, they used the word sheeple. That's all you gotta know. Oh, they use it multiple times. They call the people in the Matrix sheeple. And it's... And in it's like multiple times, dude. The blue pill, red pill. Now, one of my <sighs> favorite things, I don't know if it was... I think it was Lily Wachowski, but Elon Musk, like, way, way back when, was like, take the, the uh, red pill, and then Ivanka Trump, like, mm. replied, and she was like, taken... And Lily Wachowski replied, and she was like, fuck both of you. <laughs> <laughs> he was the best tweet I've ever seen. <laughs> Good shit, like, Lily. It was just, it was so See, perfect. Here's my was... idea. Do you guys want to hear my idea for the Matrix sequel, disregarding all of this? Yeah, yeah sure. Here's my idea. You, you, you bring it back, right? Maybe it's 50-year-old Neo. He eats both pills, and he just rides the line. He rides the line between realities, and it becomes like a Jordorowski level fucking nonsense carnival. Or, or Constantine. Yeah, have like Lynch. He could be just have like David Lynch. Fucking. Oh yeah, they. Uh, speaking of that, they they said on an interview. I think it was Colbert was interviewing Keanu, and he was like, "Is there any characters that you want to bring mm-hmm. back?" Like, any? And he was like, "John Constantine." Yeah. And he was like, I, and I was like, they could have made that movie, and it would have been better. Yeah. It's like they could have not made this movie, and it would have been. I've never like the absence of this thing would have been better for humanity. Oh, exactly. I would have given it way better of an yeah, artistic because, review if it was thing. Because like they're interesting artistic people, the Wachowskis, and I, I'm never gonna take that away from them. If you had the ability when you were not famous to make The Matrix, then fucking kudos. I will never take that away from you. But uh, yeah, I mean, to to have done what you've done since then, which is just... This is almost like if James Cameron ended up making The Room. Okay? I'm just going to put that out there. But with like a triple A triple A budget. I love that. Right? Like... It's just insanity to me. I just don't even know how this thing exists. Like we'll cast Leo DiCaprio as Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, and we'll just uh, <laughs> let's go from there. Uh, have to- Tommy Wiseau as Neo would have been way more interesting. Oh. <laughs> Dude, fucking Keanu is the least of the series problems. He's just doing what he's he's doing Keanu and the thing is is he probably is doing it to get money so he can just pay like all the random people who worked on this movie dude and then just Keanu go was so awesome <laughs> well let's well let's give Keanu a shout out here like yeah anytime you read about Keanu he's just being a really awesome guy I mean granted he has the money to do it so like maybe you can get cynical about that uh-huh. but a lot of people a lot of people have the money to be awesome and are not. Exactly. And he just he just decides to, because he feels like a real, genuine, sensitive human, who understands the pain of being human. So you know, Keanu, 
You're welcome on the show. There you have it. Wachowski, get fucked. <laughs> Lily, though, you can come on because that tweet is pretty funny. Yeah, Lily, Lily, we're interested. <laughs> See, that's the thing about our show is we're not going to talk about your life or your filmography or anything. You just pick a movie and we'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. If we you want to go deeper into you, directors. we'll do that. Yeah, only directors. No, no, no. Um, you know, anyone except Wachowski, James Franco, Bill Cosby. What are the other ones? Who, oh, who else? Wow. Is I, I would love to have. <laughs> I love that we have now put Lena Wachowski in the category of those. I think we should maybe stay away from that. <laughs> well, it's people who we have. In, I would in love in to. We're have. not saying Lena Wachowski is a sexual deviant. We are We're not. Just saying. We're just saying. <laughs> Fuck your movies. <laughs> We're just saying fuck your movies. And also sexual deviants aren't welcome on our <laughs> podcast. Completely yeah. unrelated. Completely it is well, completely sexual unrelated. Sexual deviants, I would say, are welcome, but sexual violators are not. Um oh, what about Lars von Trier? I don't know. I mean, isn't he like a Nazi? He's a Nazi and a sexual violator. Uh. I don't know about that. He made uh, an infomaniac. We just clicked over to one hour, and I we must end before I decide to go. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah. What is that, Jeff Casino? Who is on this podcast <laughs> at this moment? What did you say? I I said that we need. I, we just clicked over to one hour, and I need to end this conversation before I kill myself. Oh, I heard you. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then what the fuck is wrong with you? Jesus. Have you met me? Have you met me? I am so lost. I'm as lost right now as I was in the Matrix, and that's saying something. As lost as I was, my brain was watching this movie. Yeah. So um, watch the first Matrix, and then don't watch any of the others. You know. Our brains are melted. Thank you. Oh God. The first Matrix is great. The others, not so much. The last one. Extra I don't. Not so I don't much. know. Negative. It's gonna much. be a while until I can say whether it's the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's up there. Follow the blog and for a more uh, in-depth review of the Matrix later. Yeah, Jeff Casino is going to write a ten-page no, thesis. <laughs> I just know on you, and I know realweirdos.com/slash/edu. <laughs> I honestly think that you are the type of person that while you hate this, you can't let why you hate it just settle. And I think you will end up writing something about the how thing much is, you hate it. You, I think you're right, actually, in this circumstance, because I don't understand how much I hate exactly. it. Exactly. So yeah. I, that's why I say, like, pay attention to I the need, blog website. I'm not joking. I, pay attention to the blog website, because I guarantee you an in-depth analysis on why this is horrible is definitely coming. I need to understand why I think the way that I do. Especially when it comes to movies. So does everyone, bro. Yeah, but most people don't. Uh, I don't know. They don't write fucking things about the Matrix. That's <laughs> I don't know. true. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Well, you know what? Thank you for listening to The Real Weirdos. We are two and a half white men talking about movies for way too goddamn long. And uh, we're the most professional movie podcast on the dark web. And we appreciate you listening. And we will be back next week to talk about something hopefully better. Good night. Jeff. <laughs> no. Oh, you've stopped? Damn it. Chicka chaka chapo. Now our podcast is done. And we have to run. 
We know it is sad, but we had so much fun. Don't be bereft, Jesse, Alex, and Jeff. We'll be back real soon. The real weirdos. We talk about movies for way too goddamn long. Boo, 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 boo.